Welcome back to the Scoop College Basketball Podcast presented by Hoop Scoop Media. And we have been gone a few weeks, uh, about two weeks. For the last week, we have been trying to schedule a podcast about every day, and it has just not worked out with any of our schedule. And if you'll notice watching on YouTube, we do not have Dan here once again. Unfortunately, he forgot his computer when he went on vacation today. He was going to join us, but we just had to get this episode out of the way. I didn't want to keep pushing it back so we could uh, move on with our lives. But yeah, we have a lot to talk about today because the portal, despite it being nearly July, is still in full swing. Maybe not in full swing, but there are still big names going in now to the portal in every which way. Um, a lot of uh, relevant high school commits happened. Um, some NCA punishment punishments came down. The SEC ACC challenge masters were released, and NBA draft happened like last week. So. We're going to talk about all that stuff, so just, just stay tuned if you want to hear all that stuff. But first, actually first, uh, Kyle, Penn State landed a guy, uh, Javen Carter, I believe was his uh-huh. name. I saw, I mean, I don't know a ton about him, but I saw he wasn't really ranked in any of the sites. I mean, do, do you know much about him? Like, are you excited with that pickup? Um. Yeah, no, apparently uh, you know, they comments were saying he should have been ranked and all this stuff and we're impressed with this film i've yet to watch any of his game but i gotta get around to that and i'll see what my thoughts are but uh it's good that we're landing commitments and i've seen a lot of other commitments that we are pretty high up on on their lists so i mean that's always a good sign so yeah i think mike Rhodes is a pretty solid talent evaluator and yeah i mean he's he's still 2024 he has a lot of time to work his way up the rankings and maybe Uh at this point next year we're talking about how how penn state got to steal when he was unranked and now we and if he's like a four-star next year then i guess we can i don't i don't put a ton of things you know i'll judge him off of film and you can go off of that like that that's Mm -hmm. mostly in you know the competition he plays and all that kind of things those are things that matter yeah because a lot rankings don't like aren't exactly even like some guys are ranked really high but like more pro than more prospect and player and some guys are ranked lower and can like contribute and score double digits in college immediately like for example the last season johan trailer it was like he still has a ton of potential but he did nothing at auburn and transferred down to uc santa barbara so like and he was a five star like five star, it, yeah. just, it just goes to show you that rankings don't always mean everything but they're they're a good tool generally there there are definitely some people that know a lot about the industry but it's so hard to rank when you have like thousands of players it's hard to rank them in order for sure but we do have some portal pickups and the most notable one is i would say is trey mitchell to kentucky and i think we need to issue an apology to kentucky because they are looking solid now i'm not going to say they're like super good but I think this is probably a top 25 team after last week. We nearly wrote them off as Dan was saying, like he's never going to count out Kentucky until it's over. And because Bob Huggins was driving drunk, Kentucky picked up Trey Mitchell. So in a weird turn of events, Kentucky has some experience. They also got Antonio Reeves back, which I want to touch on. Those are two fifth year players. 
that they did not have last week. So that is huge for the Wildcats. And talking about Trey Mitchell himself, he's a very good 4-5. He might be their best player, which I'm not sure I absolutely love, but I still think he's really good. And he's not going to be their best player by like some wide margin. Yeah, he can he can shoot the ball decent for his position. He can do a little bit of everything, can rebound the ball, was really good at UMass. Really, really a plus high major starters. Crazy they landed him how they did, but it is a huge plus for Kentucky. Yeah, I know uh, we were just making jokes, you know, in chat. Oh, what if Kentucky lands him? And, you know, they actually got it done. So they're definitely taking a big step in the positive direction because there were some hypotheticals, you know, I was starting out there a week or two ago that, uh, you know, Kentucky doesn't belong in. Uh, so, you know, at least they've gotten out of that area. Um, and, well, I'm not sold on the fit of the roster really at all. Um, I think they're definitely still a top 30, top 35 team, and that's a good range to be in, especially when you consider the fact of where they might have been two weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. and and the, is, the thing here is like they got experience, which was really what they needed. Like you look down this roster, like before they even got Reeves and Mitchell, um, you would have rolled out a roster with like DJ Wagner, Rob Dillingham. Maybe Reed Shepard in there, Justin Edwards, um, Aaron Bradshaw. And if you look at that roster combined, like talent wise, like if you're just basing on talent, that's probably like that, that might still be like top 25, but like they didn't have any experience and you need experience to win. So they got experience. So I, I'm not like fully bought in yet, but as I said, I think they're top 25 and I, I think they'll like, I don't have any really concerns about them missing the tournament now that they had these, they had oh. 10 years of experience with these guys. And yeah, that is huge. And another they huge, fun core presence too. Like they that did. was huge. They did. Yeah. And because, because no one knows if Bradshaw's even going to play right. like clutch has kind of done some weird things. Like who knows if he's going to even, if he's like, it's a weird situation because Nick Smith was with Clutch. Remember when he was hurt, he wasn't even Arkansas. He was like in Los Angeles, like rehabbing. Like, and I don't think Mus was too happy about that. So, yeah, well, we will see how this situation plays out and if he's actually hurt or what the deal is. But I am hoping to see him play because I I want to see his Kentucky team at full strength for sure. They say have talent on the roster and they they will be a fun team to watch. Um, Jordan Brown. I know you are a big Jordan Brown guy. I'm, I'd say I'm a pretty big Jordan Brown guy as well. He is headed off to Memphis. May not be let, let's get Memphis gets this portal season. We will talk about the other one later, but just speaking about Brown, he is Memphis needed a big man. And when Chandler lost and went in the portal, I mean, like they didn't have anyone. Like, I mean, Nick Jordan, maybe, but like he, he's, he's honestly, like bench, I mean, bench big. Yeah, like he's a fine bench piece, but like he wasn't that great on Temple. So, but this is huge. Jordan Brown is a been a high major player his whole career. He when he was at Louisiana, he was still a high major player. Like he could have, I think his like final options were like Tennessee, Texas, and Louisiana. And he had like personal connections to Louisiana. I think his dad played there. So, but like he, he's always been a high major caliber player and so he just, I mean, Memphis isn't technically high major, but they're they're uh, they're operated as a high major program. So th- this is great. I don't know where Kyle just went. So um, yeah, we will. Hmm. All right, all right, you're back. Where, where'd you go? Lag. Oh my goodness. 
All right. Well, unstable let me, notification. Let or... me hear your thoughts about Jordan Brown now. About you. Um, no. Apparently, Memphis bought in some um some some guards. Uh, I think there was one like it from the JUCO level, right? Who was really good. It, it was a D two guy, Jonathan yes. Pierre. That might be who you're thinking of. Yeah. So I, I I've heard a lot of good things about him. I love TFL Leonard. Um, he can really defend. Really defend, and you know he's a really unfinished product offensively. But I think Penny can definitely tap into that. Yeah, he's um, a big athlete. You know he's a he's big got time athlete. A ton of upside. Um, and then you add Jordan Brown to the front court. I think they're a force. Um, I think you're going to see them within the top twenty-five at some point this year. I think they got a lot of weapons. Um, and obviously, you know the wild cards here: are Mikey Williams and uh, you know whoever David Jones. David I mean, too. Uh, I think David Jones is a wild card because I'm not completely bought in that he's a winning player, but he I'm is not. very he is very talented though. Like throw that stuff out, he is a very talented player. So if like if Penny can get him to buy in like completely, which I'm not fully sure that's gonna happen, but this could this, this is a very talented Memphis team. Yeah, you know I think. I, I'm going to love the FAU Memphis round two after the tournament last year. Um, just going to see it all, all conference season long, like the revenge arc. And I, I think Memphis can really hang with them. Um, you know, they got the talent too. Now, will they be able to, we shall see. I, I don't know. There's definitely some, some skepticism with their guards, especially, but, um, you know, obviously they do have the front court to really succeed. So that, that's a big first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're talking about Memphis FAU, Memphis might, like, if you compare to, like, all the just pure talent, like I was talking about earlier, earlier with Kentucky, you, com- you combine the pure talent, Memphis might be better. But also, I mean, DeAndre Williams' waiver status is still pending. I haven't heard anything about that recently. But assuming just for the, this point that he's not going to be eligible, Memphis has one returning player who like played it all, and that was Jaden Hardaway, who was, it was like a he was like a solid bench piece when right. he's in, on a good team. So I think that FAU is, FAU is going to be clearly the better team, but I think Memphis is still going to be really good. Oh. So yeah, that's what I think. But Jordan Brown Memphis is huge, and then another transfer pickup that we didn't really see coming because we didn't know this guy was not at his previous destination. That is Devin Cambridge, committing to Texas Tech. Maybe he apparently he never signed with Oregon, and I like that just came out of nowhere. Like I don't think anyone ever said like, "Oh, Devin Cambridge didn't sign." Is he going to like? No, he just like committed to Texas Tech, and I had to do a double take when I saw his commitment post. Like. Like, where did that come from? But either way, like, this is a really good pickup, especially for a team that needed, like, a three. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's best at, like, a four, but, like, he, he's a three, I think. Oh, um, he can play at a three. He's guard skills, so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's super athletic. Sometimes his skills aren't fully there, can play out of control, but he, he was kind of good last year. I really liked what I saw from him compared to his time at Auburn last no, year. Yeah, he definitely had a pretty good season with uh, Arizona State. So, I mean, with yeah, a pretty yeah. bad team there as well. So, um, you know, he's got uh, experience that he brings there. And uh, I think it's a team, especially in the backcourt with Pop Isaacs. You know, they kind of use a bit of a veteran and hopefully he plays within himself. You know, that's been a thing with him. So, 
hopefully he plays a little more under control this year and is that leader um, that the guards over at Texas Tech need. Because I actually love Texas Tech this year. I think they're getting underrated nationally. I think they're a tournament team. Um, and they got a lot of upside that people are looking past, especially with guys like Pop Isaacs, who I expect to, you know, really yes. grow into the number one option on the perimeter. Um, and I love what they're doing with their front court. Uh, you know, Grant McCaslin loves rim protection. Warren Washington is very good at that. He's very mobile too. He can run up and down. Um, I, there's a lot I, I like there that I think people are overlooking. Um, don't they? Uh, they have Chance McMillan too, right? Yes, he can oh, really shoot the ball. Him. Yeah, no, he's. I forget what team he was with. I was talking about him the other day, but um, yeah, no, uh, the, he got a lot of Power Five interest. Um, and there's a reason for that, and it's because he's a really consistent off-ball player. He should have shot it around over 40% last year. He's got good size. I mean, look, of course he's from Grand Canyon and a lot of people might not know about him, but he's got size. He's a strong kid. And uh, those things are going to translate shooting and strength is going to translate no matter what level you have them at, even on the big 12 level. Um, I think he's going to translate better than people give him credit for. So. Yeah, I agree. And um, let's see who, who's there for, I'm forgetting who it is. Um, I'm just trying to think about their starting lineup in my head. Right. Um, let me pull up my trusty lineup sheet, which doesn't want to load as fast as I wanted to. I know they got Kyron Lindsay, who I kind of like. He was like the rare midseason transfer, but it is Darian Williams. Darian Williams. I love That's Darian right. Williams, too. I love Darian Williams. He's yep. good. He's very skilled. Can I sh- He averaged like 2.7 assists, which for like a big man, like I know assist numbers don't mean like tell the full story, but... He is pretty skilled for like a four. I mean, and he's young rookie too. Year. Yeah, I mean, he was just a freshman, so three he's years of eligibility. He's, probably he, he's definitely that. a McCaslin guy, for sure. So yeah, yeah. I I think not not to go too overboard into Texas Tech talk, but with with McCaslin, this is definitely a tournament team. Um, moving on, we have a bunch of transfers that we just want to like hit on real quick because these guys aren't really program changers. Except for maybe Grant Nelson might be, but we already talked about him committing to Alabama. But like the other, like no one was, no one was ever really sure if he like actually committed there right. because all like all the reliable sources said he was expected to commit there. Well, he he did officially as reported the other day. So there is no more kind of gray area about Grant Nelson. He is going to Alabama, and I think I think he'll be good. Um, I don't love him as like an NBA prospect. I mean, we've already touched on this before, but. Yeah. He, he's he's still a very good player and mm-hmm. can definitely make an impact. At, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he transits on defense. That's just what I'm interested in seeing. You just, you know, you look at Alabama's front court before and after, and obviously it's a big upgrade from that. So yes. um, in that case, you know, especially they needed to go and get somebody in the front court and he was by far their best option. Mm. him or jordan brown and obviously uh the jordan brown sweepstakes were very big um and i think fedex money came through right you know i i I don't know why i didn't think of him as a memphis guy but it makes a lot of sense for sure i mean they they needed a big and they've been rumored to land some big names they didn't get them they got jordan brown but yeah ian martinez committed to utah state um may probably won't be eligible i don't see why he would but he's, he's still a good pickup down the road he's a very good athlete for the mountain west 
So yeah, I, I like this pickup. What was his third school? This is his yes. He started at Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's three. Oh. Yes. All right. So he probably won't get a waiver. Yeah, Still Chandler Chandler Lawson to Arkansas. A bit of an odd move, but I mean, if he wants to be a backup big and win a little bit, then I mean. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want, and considering Jordan Brown came in, he probably already knew that there was a possibility that, hence why he entered the portal. So, I mean, I'm the back of big market, it's pretty solid. Um, Let's see. Anything to say about Drake and Ganga coming to Seton Hall? Um, <laughs> Let's see. Adrame yeah, Dion. Seton Hall is just something <laughs> this year, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. At all. Yeah, Adrame Diong to San Jose State. And honestly, uh, Nganga and Diong are very similar players. Like, they're both kind of, like, really big, but, like, really lanky and a little bit skilled. Um, very raw. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but I like San Jose State because he's going to play. Right. Like, if Here's he would go thing, to Nebraska, right? like, would he play behind Rink Mass, like, that much? I mean, he would play, but not that much. So, like, and... Tim Miles is an excellent coach. So, yeah, no, um, it's one thing to be recruiting raw players, you know, with the, at a mid major where you lost your star guy, um, and you know you need somebody to put your energy in to develop. But then it's another at a power five, you're recruiting a raw guy when you have like no roster returners, uh, you know, missing like any kind of reliable scoring option. So like. For a San Jose State, it's a great pickup, and they're two very similar players. But for a Seton Hall, it's more of like uh, that's kind of like the last thing you need right now. I have no clue what Seton Hall is doing. They're just they're just gonna throw guys out in the court and that's play something some hard that's really important and... when you look into this thing. It's not exactly the thing with just players. It's about where the program is, what kind of program you are, where you are. And like, you know, contention wise. So like you could have two of the same kind of players, but it could be a good pickup for one school and a bad pickup for another. Like, and this is a good example of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Naganga didn't really even play at Boise State hardly. I mean, he's right. definitely a raw talent, but for sure. Yeah. I mean, Seton Hall had spots. They had spots. And you're sure. not gonna really do that much better at this point. No. But Rondo Walker to North Texas. He was good, and then he kind of just like gradually got worse over his career. But I definitely trust the North Texas staff, even with McCaslin gone and still Ross Hodger. Like if he's gonna, he might he might be a sit one, play two, which I I think like sit one transfers actually end up usually being really good. They do. So, yeah. like, I, where's Rondell from again? I've heard of him. Uh, he played at TCU this last season. Was a I oh, think cool. he was on the Oklahoma State team with Caden. He was good. Yeah. Then he didn't. He wasn't that good this year. That's right. Yeah, he. There's a lot of guys from that K team that have fallen off since yeah, then. Matthew Alexander little... Moncrief. Yeah, about to say. <laughs> oh my goodness, he fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's over there on the bench at Georgia. He might start. I don't know. That's either way. Either way, yeah. UCF got Marcellus Avery from New Mexico State. Um, I mean New Mexico State. Don't really want to go too much into everything that happened there, but um, he he is actually pretty efficient. I looked at his stats, like, and like, yeah, I mean, might as well take him as long as he's cleared behind the court and all that stuff. 
New Mexico um, State, you can, you know, they have all the antics off the court and stuff. They've got a lot of talented players over there from that last year's team. Issa Muhammad just committed the UT Martins. Yes, I saw that. Um, you know, good pickup for them. How about to say in the OVC, you get somebody like Issa Muhammad, like he's gonna win player of the year. <laughs> Is there good players in the OVC? Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That, I don't know that he's like a guy's gonna put up that many points. Like, if KJ Simon's still there, then there's another there's another pick. But I think I'm he's trying to think who's who's even in the OVC anymore. I don't know. Either either way, I'm not gonna watch the OVC. It's on, it's so. on the it's on the no watch list for me too. <laughs> exactly. After Murray State and Belmont left, there was no more intrigue in the OVC. You know. <laughs> Yes, actually, uh, Moorhead State. Mark Freeman was a player here, and I think he's coming back from Moorhead State. Uh, I don't really care. I don't like him at all. I don't, I don't think he was the best. I don't think he was even the best player on the team. Honestly, I watched uh, one game, Mark Freeman, and like the conference <laughs> tourney, he was terrible. terrible. Yeah. Either way, Georgia Washington got Babatunde Akingbola. They needed a big. They got a big. I mean. It will be worked out how good he actually is, but he's a huge physical big. Maybe he can actually get some mints and get a actually contribute. But yeah, I mean, I like it because they needed a big and yeah, you know, um, playing next to James Bishop. I mean, if he's going to be setting screens for James Bishop, I mean, his James Bishop's job could be pretty even easier next year. And Man, he can play. I mean, James Bishop's one of my like favorite mid-major players. So excited to have him back. Especially Chris Caputo. Uh, they're going to be a fast-paced team. It's going to be uh, kind of interesting to see how uh, this big kind of runs up and down the floor with that pace. You know, they like to run, and obviously it would help if he's running in transition too. Uh, so, uh, no, George Washington's got a – you know, they lost Brennan Adams. Obviously, he was a senior. Um, and – didn't they lose Ricky Lindo? They did. They lost. Yeah, they lost uh, Adams, Rick, Ricky, and then uh, Hunter Dean to LSU. Who was? Yeah, I know Hunter Dean's gone, but I think it's a good replacement for Hunter Dean. It gives them more of a rim protector potentially, and someone with more size. Like Hunter Dean was skilled, but like he would get bullied down low. Like yes. yeah, it was definitely an issue. Yeah. But he was skilled though. He, he he had his games offensively where he he would do some stuff. He was good for Chris Caputo's system. That's kind of why they somewhat overachieved last year. But uh, you know, in a week or a ten, I feel like they should have a decent season. You know, especially with James Bishop. So yeah, um, two guys that uh did not two guys that committed somewhere and ended up going back to their school. Zach Clement. This was a little bit of a surprise. Apparently he's going back to Candace and redshirting. Um, I mean, I think UC Santa Barbara would have worked out well for him, but if he wants to bet on himself again at Kansas, and I mean, go for it. Yeah, I mean Kansas. Uh, do you think Dickinson stays another year at Kansas? I remember I, I mean, heard him say that. Right. I mean, he has another year of eligibility. Is he going to go to the NBA? No. So I mean, probably. I will say this, right? Especially in next year's class, could he play himself into the draft? Second round? Maybe. I mean, the, the draft class is weak. There's I don't think I don't think it's the craziest Maybe. thing in the world. No, but I think it would 
He might still make more money coming back to Kansas for another year. You're not wrong with all the NIL now. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson did apparently did not get medically cleared by Texas Tech. I, I don't know. I don't, it was never revealed like what medical issue he had because he was like missing this whole season with it. But I, I hope he can play this year at least because yeah, he, he was yeah, a very solid a player. player. Yeah. yeah. When we last saw him, he was good. Awesome. I lie. He's definitely like somebody who changed Washington State's season when he played. Like when he was not on the floor, they looked lifeless. You know, when then when he got in there, he had a great rim protector. Uh, you know, he saw it around the rim, you know, he brings a lot, but it doesn't show up on the stat sheet to a team. So, uh, you know, I don't really know why he's at Charlotte. I think he's a hundred percent on power five player, but, uh, it had to be the medical stuff. Yeah. He's always had injury problems throughout his career. So maybe he's not a hundred percent back. Yeah. Um, some people still in the portal, Javon Quinterly, this is, he entered a portal on, june 25th and i know i mean since he's a grad transfer like there's no limitations but with that being said everyone has like chimed in on their opinion of whether he should be able to do this like whether this is like reasonable what are your thoughts on this uh i think he needs to get a job (laughs) um you know it's just like uh, he's such an interesting part because you know I got to know him at Villanova for a couple years, right? Oh, and well, he just didn't really want to put in the work to, you know, maybe sit on the bench behind some guards and learn from them and, you know, get minutes. Um, and then at Alabama, he had one good year at Alabama. He, he was right? solid. The one I year. Mean, and then next he, year. He was coming third. out injury this year. That's right. Okay. The injury against Notre Dame. But he so. he's, he was still like a – good SEC starter. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, he, he was very quick off the dribble, no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, that injury definitely set him back. But, you know, I would think he's fully healthy this year. And yeah, whoever needs some point guard depth or even a starter, like, he's definitely very capable. Yeah. So so going back to my question, do you think, like, he should have been allowed to enter the portal, like, uh, this late? Yeah, no, it's late. It's past the deadline, ain't it? I mean, there's no deadline for grads, though. That's true. Well, I think if, you know, especially a grad transfers are very loose rules. So I don't see the, you know, the bad in it, but he does also need a job. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Rumors are he might be going to Memphis. I'm about to he say that makes get some of that sense. FedEx money. But yeah, uh, that, that would just, that, that would be like such a talented team. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, like, talking about Alabama, like, are they really that much worse off without him? Like, he's a significant loss. But, like, the way their team is built, like, in my depth charts, I previously, before I removed him, I didn't have him starting. Like, he would have been he would have been impactful off the bench, no doubt. And they probably, I mean, they're not better off without him by any means. But, like, are they, like, that much worse off giving, like, LJ Wrightsell, like, a few more minutes and maybe playing like Davin Cosby a little bit, and as, as opposed to having Quinterly, who's I mean he he would he would have given gave him good minutes, but like at what point does it like actually matter? And you're just, at what point you're just right doing more of a risk, you know? You're not gonna see yeah. 
Yeah. But like JQ wouldn't have started, in my opinion, because I had Sears Estrada Griffin in the yeah. No, that's true. That's that's the three I would have started. So no, I just think JQ gives you more of like you know he's a he's a good facilitator. Um, I don't know if Wright Sells really has that in his game. He's a very good scorer. Um, but um, when it comes to facilitating, I don't really know how he is when it comes to that. And I feel like. Alabama could use like that backup facilitator, but it's all right. I mean, they're not losing a ton with him gone. So, yeah, West Virginia lost some guys to the portal, which was maybe to be expected. And the people that I lost are Mohammed Wegu, James Oconquo, and Joe Toussaint. They briefly lost Kirk Risa, but then they got him back. So, speaking about these other guys, I mean, do you have much to say on them? Like, I think Jesse's back too, right? I mean, he hasn't entered a portal. Yeah, no, there was news on Kriska. I know he's back. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't really expect anyone else to leave. Maybe Jesse, but, like, no. Do you expect any of these three guys to come back? Um, Toussaint, maybe. Um, I think Oconquo could come back. Yeah, he's, like, a forward, right? Because, like, at some point, like, he, they're gonna like who do they have to forward? Like they they're gonna need minutes. Sure. Like he can play minutes. Like if one of these guys comes back, like they're gonna get minutes. I haven't even updated my depth chart because it's such a mess. But like who do they have? Like oh, and now that Trey Mitchell's gone, right? You know, yeah, yeah. So like, have any? If they any run a, run in a lineup of like Creesa, Jose Perez. Jose Perez might even enter the portal. There's been some rumors. Uh, battles still there, Edwards, and you have a four spot. That's there's not really anyone else that could start. Like, you're going to have to run out, like, Pat Swemnick or Josiah Harris or something. So, yeah, like, the mints are going to be there, James Oconquo right. or Mohamed Wegu, wants to get them. Sure. They, so, they definitely need a four right now. Like, that's... Yeah. But also, everyone else that went to four uh-huh. is going to sure. be after them. I know, like, uh, Wegu, I think, is visiting K-State. Chusant's also visiting there. Chusant has, like, his whole visit schedule, like, done and finalized like he's visiting a bunch of big name schools such as alabama mm-hmm. good you mentioned would be good there honestly i feel like my biggest critique with alabama right now outside of griffin is their perimeter defense yes Defe- fix yes. That. like Tassant would be great he, he would he would help it Absolutely. i'm not i'm not saying you would fix it because they're still way would still be significantly worse than last year's overall defensively even with him Oh like, yeah, he, I mean, he he's a very plus defender on the perimeter. I mean, like yes. interior, that's gonna be a problem, like yes. of course. But I mean, but even on the perimeter, like Estrada, not really that's an true. caliber defender. You gotta mask him, obviously. Um, Sears, not really. Yeah, no, but yeah, well, we will see how that experiment goes. Um, Paul Mulcahy visited Xavier, which is interesting. Because at first I was like, so why does Xavier even need him? They already have Davion McKnight, Quincy Oliveri. But then I got to thinking, like, they they could use him because he's just so versatile. Like, you can plug him in. Like, I mean, he has size to, like, fit in that, like, the three in the rotation, but play the point guard, defend threes. Like, I mean, obviously he comes from records. He's like, knows how to defend, can really pass can kind of do a little bit of everything, but he's not a big-time scorer, which is something Xavier could use because they have those big-time scorers. 
So if they, if they were to get him, I think this would actually be a better pickup. I mean, maybe it would result in Desmond Claude not getting as many minutes as he wants. Maybe Trey Green not getting as many minutes as he wants, which I do love Trey Green. So I, yeah, but that's that just that's it's just a trickle down effect. It just happens with like every single transfer and all this stuff just has an effect so much more effects than just that one player. Yeah, um, obviously on record, I'm not the biggest Paul Mulcahy guy, but I think a team like Xavier that struggles a lot defensively could use a facilitator. Because I feel like Olivari and McKnight are more scorers. Um, you know, I feel like you need somebody who can facilitate and get them the ball. And I think Paul is a perfect fit for that. And, you know, he, he is good on the glass. He's a tough kid. Like, he gives Xavier some identity, too, which... I feel like they were just a run and gun, you know, shoot the lights out team. No one was really playing any kind of defense last year. And uh, I think Paul would be like the last piece to really improving them defensively, especially uh, on the perimeter. So uh, I think he is uh, a good fit there. I I definitely think Xavier should pursue him. So, I mean, they are pursuing him. We took a visit. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like they don't really, I mean, like McKnight is maybe a point guard, but like, I mean, yeah, he's he he a point guard, but like he's he looks Mul- a score. he is like, like. Mulcahy he is more of a facilitator, which could also benefit kind of all the parties there, besides the people that he's obviously playing over, as I mentioned. And then I also wanted to touch on this. So it's been rumored for like a few months now that UCLA has go- is going to get a Demara, who's some like um, insane like Spanish. I think he's from Spain, a prospect. But the other day, Ivo Samovic, who's like the mastermind behind international recruiting, took a job with the Raptors. So this is this is significant because I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but Ivo got um, Santi Aldama to Loyola, Maryland, and he got Philip Petrusev to commit to Hartford. So he, he's, I mean, I'm sure you mentioned that before. But, like, if anyone doesn't know that, he's just, like, the mastermind of international recruiting. He obviously got the two guys, Elaine Fibuel and Jan Vide, who uh, Vide has been playing in the World Cup. I've been watching him. He's pretty solid. But, like, like th- th- those are good. But, like, the guys that really propel you from being, like, good to, like, really good are Daymar and Berka Buik Tunsil, who is uh, a Turkish prospect. That's that's name has kind of been kept under radars, but I've known that he was the guy that they've been going after. So yeah, like the, the, like those guys are two like Pac-12 starters, right. like right away. But like, I don't know if they still get them because I I don't know. Like I don't know is Cronin even been talking to these guys at all, or has it just been Evo? It's true. You know, do they actually have genuine interest at the school or has it just been, you know, the recruiter just trying to sell it to the mm-hmm. players? Oh, you'll be a great fit at UCLA. Oh, you love it here. Oh, talk with Coach Cronin. You know, is it really a two-way interest thing or is it the recruiter doing all the work? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's always something that needs to be considered. And especially international guys, you just don't know. Um, You just don't know. But anything yeah, on I mean- the post is... Yeah, I mean, like, like how much, how much, on, how much you think like Mick Cronin was on the phone with Jan Vide? Like, like how it was definitely. I mean, Eva was doing all the work. Like, I, I'm just wondering, like, personally, like, how much was Cronin communicating with these guys, right? And 
was it just Evo or like yeah, that that that's that'll be a big factor because if Cronin has been keeping steady communication with these guys, I think they can still get them. Right. And I was told I was told today that they will probably still get them, which is interesting because I I don't know like I don't know what'll happen, but like in the future this will affect UCLA because for sure I don't know if they'll be able to. I mean they won't be able to get the same international caliber of recruits, but yeah, this is this is pretty significant because those are two really good because UCLA is like not that good right now like Cronin's good enough coach to make them decent and they have a decent roster but like they're probably like an eight seed and they could be like a top 15 team if they added those two guys oh for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah we will move on from that and touch on recruiting really quick I'm just going to roll down this list we probably don't have much to say about these guys but we probably do have a little bit to say about Jaron Stevenson because he reclassed um don't love reclass guys but I do love any front court players that commit to Alabama because they need front court players so yeah he's maybe more of a project I know he's like a pretty athletic four from what I read um I honestly haven't seen him yet, but I've just Mizzou uh, is very big on him. Um, so Mizzou's big on a lot of people that they end up missing yeah. on. <laughs> but you know, he was on their radar, and he did a visit a while ago. But he's a very talented guy, and I think he made the right choice here, especially with Alabama getting you know Noah Clowney, uh, turning him into like a top fifteen, top twenty pick, not even being on boards. Brandon Miller, I think they're really like good at, at developing front court pieces. So I definitely feel like he made the right decision for his future. And I think Alabama will be able to uh, get that ceiling out of him. So the minutes are going to be right there. The minutes are going to be there immediately. Sure. He might start. It might be Nick Pringle, but either way, there's going to be minutes. And uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that's big for Alabama because if Stevenson was staying in 2024, he was going to North Carolina. Oh, that's right. He's 2023 now. Yes. Yeah. That's like the big oh. thing. Like he's going to, he's playing like now. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, up a couple spots. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> hurt them for sure. Um, <laughs> Chris Johnson committed to Texas, who he said he said Texas had always been his dream school, but he had previously considered Texas before he committed to Kansas. So, not 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 quite sure where uh he was going with that, but you know, at the end of the day, he ended up at Texas, and Texas need players. Yeah, of course. Jazz Gardner to Nevada. Um, he is a four-star center. So Nevada getting four stars. You do I not actually watched him a little bit. Um, you know, Nevada posted like a highlight, hmm. and he had some highlights on his page. I really like this kid. Um, he's mobile. Uh, he has a really good handle. Um, yeah, yeah. He he looked kind of athletic from, like, is he like an athlete? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. No, he moves really well for his size. Uh, he's definitely not like a seven foot stiff. Um, and he, his his shot form's a little weird. But I, I mean, I don't think you know you he's expect seven feet. seven. I don't think you expect someone who's seven one, um, to be shooting perimeter <laughs> shots right away. So, yeah, Joey Hart to Kentucky. He's the the big the big guy that Kentucky. They find they finally got him after they had. Been all over him since he committed, decommitted from UCF and got them at the end over Ball State. No, I'm kidding. He actually had some high majors involved late, but earlier on before he committed to UCF, it was like UCF and like three max schools or Evansville might have been on there, but like 
Joey Hart's fine. Like I, th- I like him as a project piece. I like him a little more now that Kentucky actually has like players, and they're not going to have to play him. But like he, he could be a good like four-year player. Like I'm not counting him out. Like because I think, I mean, I think his skill set. Like he's actually a, he's actually not that bad. Like I mean, he's he's maybe not a high major player now, but like he he kind of has some skills. Like he's not just a shooter because he's white, but like. He, he, he has a little bit of game to him. So maybe in three years, we'll see that. Maybe in three years, he'll be at like Evansville. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know much about him. So I'll take your word for it. I mean, th- this looks better. I mean, I know a lot of times like pickups seem bad because they do it in the order that you don't want them to. Like you'd rather get your good guys first and pile on. But like Kentucky got like, Joey Hart and like Jordan Burks, then they got Antonio Reeves back and Trey Mitchell. So yeah, yeah, this is it's it's fine. But uh Paul Jobe committed to Miami. He's a three star forward uh from France. I believe he's playing in the US though. It's uh a few international guys that Miami has gotten if you want to count him as international. Um yeah, I mean he, he's probably a project player. I honestly don't know much about him, but the ultimate wild card, San Diego State got some random reclass, Magoon Guath, who has just like came out of nowhere. Like apparently this guy was like he was like a 2024. He's like he has insane potential, but like is it's like he's just incredibly raw. I saw an article that he is being recruited by like Villanova, like USC, like maybe another school. But, like I had never heard this guy, and I don't think anyone else had before he committed, but like I'm assuming he'll redshirt with how like much developing yeah. he needs, but like he's like he's like really tall. He's like seven foot and can like shoot threes. So interesting. If if they, I mean, I I definitely trust their development. So yeah, it's he, an interesting kind of he, player for San Diego State. You know, they yeah. haven't had a lot of stretch fives in the past. So yes, we will see if Mister Guath can transfer into an impact player. Uh, Tariq Foster committed to UMass VCU decommit. Solid player to be adding this late in the offseason for sure. And Minnesota got Kristupas Kinis, who is some Lithuanian prospect that's probably not a high major player because Ben Johnson recruited him. And Ben Johnson does not like recruiting players who are actually capable of playing at the level. No hate to Kristupas, but I think I looked up as like, stats and it wasn't like incredibly impressive considering some like the other college european guys that i recognized him playing against so right, right. maybe may a good pro- project i mean we'll see it we'll see how long ben johnson's even there like at some point you gotta just end the experiment <laughs> like, yes, like yeah. it's, it, it was just not a good hire in the first place like like i'm not just trying to hate on ben johnson but like he has done some he has made some very questionable recruiting decisions like I kind of like their young core. Like I, like I like Pharrell Payne. I like Joshua Ola Joseph. Um, I, I would like Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I would like Parker Fox if he could keep his ACLs intact because he was really. A, he's like a. Well, I mean, he was really athletic. <laughs> Who knows if he'll still be athletic after tearing his ACL twice? But huh. yeah, but he he was really good D too. Like he he was really good. And Isaiah Enan, who's okay but he's also had two acl injuries i need to i don't know i don't know what those guys are doing but 
they they better play this year because I, I I'm just really waiting to see Parker Fox play. Like I was really like intrigued about him like two years ago and still haven't seen him play since then. But yeah, I think no, he's really one good. of the highlights of last year was uh, Ben Johnson in the mic'd up game they beat Ohio State on the road. That that was awesome. Also, is he a bid? Definitely one of one of them. So yeah. Yeah, I think Ben Johnson's like a good guy. I just don't think he's yeah really. Yeah. I I, I just don't he's a motivator. He's not a coach. Yeah, he he he's not a recruiter either. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm being too nice. Yeah, enough hating on Ben Johnson. Now let's talk about the 2024 guys that are committed. We're back to Kentucky. They got Santos Cyril, who was previously thought to reclass, but maybe now he's saying in 2024, still a good pickup down the road. Um. You can't hate on Kentucky getting some big guys. I mean, maybe he will be impactful for them. I guess we'll see if he reclasses. I feel like the early buzz was like, oh, yeah, he'll reclass. But now they got Trey Mitchell. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. I don't know that he is, like, really set on reclassing anymore. Missouri, Mizzou, they got a guy in T.O. Barrett's. Four I don't star. know anything about him. Yes, four star. Have you yeah, usually watch like the highlights of the commits, but I didn't today. You know, yeah, I, I I had too much Mizzou hype in my feed. So yeah, we we will get <laughs> we will get around to watching highlights some eventually. But if if you're a Missouri fan, just be glad that you finally like got a guy and didn't right. like, miss out on a guy the last second that you thought you were getting because Missouri's had too many of those. Um, Caleb Williams, the one that plays basketball, is headed to Georgetown. Very solid 2024 class that Ed Cooley's putting together. Um, Ed Cooley's former school, Providence, Kim English, landed to Quan Davis, four-star point guard in 2024. Solid. And Creighton, we got Ty Davis, who is hopefully good. I've heard some good things about him, despite being uh, lower ranked. He had really been playing good this past month from what I've heard. So I'm excited to see. I know we've done some really good work with a lot of uh, lower-ranked guys that turn into really good players. But, yeah, that's enough about all the player movement. We need to talk about the actual headlines, such as West Virginia hiring Josh Eilert for interim. And let's get our coaching grade in now. So – I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna text Dan for his grade if he responds. But um, so you you can go ahead. What's your thoughts? You no, know, I think you know we. Well, I was very big that you know they were gonna use the interim tag and kind of you know came about about the time. Uh, yeah, maybe it took a little. Maybe it was pretty quick. I I don't know. Um, I don't know much about this guy. Um. Yeah, I just assume he's probably one of Hug Huggins' right hand men. Um, uh, I mean, I I expected this because it's gonna retain the most amount of players, I think. Um, so, but you know, obviously, you know, they gotta you know keep working on bringing Toussaint back and guys like that. Um, so, I mean, I will give it a B minus. I don't know how it projects. Um, you know, I don't know much about him, but I, I guess we'll see. So. Yeah, well, Dan did not respond to me immediately, so we we will we will tell you it's great if he responds. Uh, by the time we're done with the podcast, it is just kind of late in the East Coast, but um, yeah, I I I think I'm gonna give it a B. Like, 
I don't know. You, it's tough because I mean, feel like th- this was a tough time for something to happen, and everything just got more complicated as the search went on, which is usually the opposite way it goes. But ultimately, I think this might have been the best move because they, I, they're, they're pretty set on him being the interim. Like they, they're like Ren Baker. That the, they're, he's gonna do a national search after the year. My only concern is what if he's like actually good because that then you got the uh, Isaac Brown, Rodney Terry stuff going on and Isaac Brown ended up being terrible. Yeah. I do not have super high <laughs> hopes for Rodney Terry. So yeah, they, as long as he's just a one-year thing, unless he's some like really good coach because we haven't, I mean, He's only been an assistant for one year. That's kind of crazy. He's been at West Virginia for 15, but was like the uh, director of basketball operations and um, like the video coordinator, that stuff. So he's been with the program. But, I mean, he's, he's a younger guy. Could maybe bring some energy. Like, I don't know. It, it's, I, th- I did think it was interesting that they went with him instead of Everhart, who's like been a D1 coach. So... Yeah, they're really trying to get like maybe like a new like some new face, new energy into the program instead of ever who's just like a okay like old coach. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's good they hired a young guy who can, uh, you know, who's probably the closest with the players and stuff like that. Because I think this was you know a player influenced hire, uh, you know, to keep the guys uh, on the ship. So yeah. Yeah, there there was a lot of reports coming out about like there was a lot of just like everything was so conflicting. Like, have you have you seen that voice of Morgan down Twitter account? Like that, like everyone like I've heard like like the West Virginia fans don't even like that guy. Of course, you know West Virginia fans are all over the place, man. You know? But but like that like that guy that was like reporting on like all this stuff, like he's pretty universally hated by West Virginia fans and he owns a West Virginia, like media website. Like maybe you're not doing something right there, buddy. But yeah, Bro, it was funny ball. because it was Bro, funny man. because like he was tweeting, like, I think like the Andy Kennedy stuff and Andy Kennedy tweeted, like he basically tweeted, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm saying a UAP and like that, that was, that was crazy. But yeah, I I'm giving it a B. Um, I mean, at this point, it's a odd circumstance. It's not something you expect to happen, but if he can keep who's there there and maybe get one of the uh, fours back, then, I mean, maybe you can maybe turn it with that roster. Um, let's see. Uh, the NCA handed out some punishments. Not Nothing really major, like – Penny Harder was suspended three games to start the season. Like they played two bye games and then someone good. I forgot who it was. But like like oh okay. Like actually actually they might lose all three games with Rick Stansbury coaching. But oh. uh, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if he'll be the coach for those games. Sad oh. up. I forgot he's there. I mean he can recruit. And if he's only recruiting, that's a really plus. He's he's one of the best recruiters in the game. He had a he high major. Had, had a part he basically had a high major team in Western Kentucky last year. Sure, sure. Yeah, but he can't actually coach, so that's that's uh, partially an issue. But yeah, not nothing really major. Will Wade got ten games. 
So, I mean, not, not again, like, not really major, like, oh, well. I mean, it's big news. Like, the 10 games of the season aren't really going to matter. You're going to have right. to get an auto bid. Um, and he'll still be coaching them in, like, practice and stuff. Like, right. Um, LSU was hit with some, like, probation, like, fines, loss of a scholarship. Who really cares, honestly? Um, really, nothing really happened. Like, more than just, like, slap on the wrist. Like, oh, don't cheat. Like, we're spending you three games and finding your program a little bit like yeah i mean might, might as well keep doing it if that's all but everything's legal now so yeah yeah the sec acc challenge matchups were released and this this is a fun one this is a fun one. we have some good matchups here we have, we have some really good matchups here duke at arkansas this that building will be rocking that I wish I could go to that game, but I'm not going to be able to. But that's going to be that's going to be such a good game. Like Arkansas is going to be so loud. I think like because the Arkansas beat Duke in the title in 1994. It's the anniversary. Yeah, I'm sure all the players on that team are going to be back in attendance for it. It's uh-huh. going to be it's it's going to be crazy. And I mean, those they're two good teams too. Like I know I've been down Arkansas a little compared to what some people think about them, but at the end of the day, like they're still a very good team. Like and they're gonna compete. Like and, they'll come to play that game. Yes. I guarantee that. Like huh. yeah, I think I think Duke is significantly better. Not I mean I just think Duke is like really good, but like Arkansas is still good enough. And with the home crowd they're gonna have behind them, that's gonna be a fun game. No, for sure. There's some other fun games too. We have Tennessee and North Carolina. That that will definitely be fun. Not quite to the extent, but you have still two top twenty teams potentially. We'll see if how North Carolina works out. Yeah. This, uh, they, they don't have Caleb Bud, which is a plus. Sure. And now they have Harrison Ingram as a bomb. So yeah, I mean, I don't love Harrison Ingram, but I don't think he like just tanks the floor. Your like tanks your team. <laughs> Like he doesn't do anything stupid. He's just like not really. He does the opposite of the Caleb Love. You know, he does the disappearing act and hides. You know, doesn't really isn't assertive at all. Yeah, yeah. That that's my big thing. Like Harrison Ingram is talented. I'd say he just doesn't like. He's just not assertive. You're that you hit the spot on that one. That that's my main issue with him. So it'll be weird. Like uh, they're on the opposite side of the spectrum now from Caleb Love chucking up any shot he wanted. Um, I do love RJ Davis, so um, obviously, um, so I, I like him significantly more than Caleb Love. No, it's Caleb Love though. Like, I think like if Tommy Lloyd can get him to play good, like he can be a good player. Like he has, he has, he has talent. Like, I don't think that's ever been in question. And if he if he wants to play like a good role, I think he. I mean, I don't know. I I think it's there if Tommy Lloyd is, and he Tommy Lloyd might be the guy to unlock it, but. I'm still a little hesitant about that, but I, I really hope it works out because he is he is still very talented. But yeah, I I do think Ari Davis is a more winning player at this point. Um, obviously Armando's good. Um, Elite Cadeau I think is going to be really good. Like yeah, obviously reclass point guards don't work, but I think we mentioned this on the podcast before. He's like twenty or like nineteen already, Great. so like he he's just like reclassed back into what he should have been. So. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, Miami at Kentucky. That'll be another fun one. Um. I mean, Miami will 
bring their offense to Rupp. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this game as well because it's, I mean, I think it's more fair because at Kentucky, so it'll be more of a close game, intense game. Pace so, yeah. of play is going to be fun. Like, all of, it's going to be a lot of running up and down, fast pace, lots of threes, lots of athleticism. Um, I definitely love that matchup. Texas A&M at Virginia, that, that's kind of a boring game. It's a good yeah, game. That's the opposite. <laughs> like, like even though even though Texas A and M is like top fifteen, maybe like I just don't really have a desire to watch them. Like honestly, right now. like and Virginia, like I never have a desire to watch them. But <laughs> I, I'm definitely gonna watch them a fair amount. But this matchup, like it's a very good game. It's a very good mm-hmm. game. Yeah. I'm just not sure I'm excited about the appeal of just like being. I'm not sold on Virginia really either. I have to see either my but she, you know, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm just at this point. I'm just trusting in Tony Bennett because he's and Ryan Dunn's gonna have a breakout sophomore year. Yeah, he's good. Mm. I, he's someone that'll really make a jump. Isaac McNeely should make a jump scoring the he's ball. Yeah, I th- I think he can be like their. I think he'll be their leading scorer. I don't know. If I, like I mean, that. Beekman's not gonna score the ball, but he can be a really good like point guard. Yeah, for sure. Ro- Rody can score, but I. It's it'll, it'll either be Rody or McNeely. Yeah, no, I probably agree there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, Texas Tex A&M is going to be. I mean, they're basically running back a team that was really good once they got clicking in SEC play. Um, Florida at Wake Forest. It is the Tyree Appleby Bowl. <laughs> Gotta love those little stories. Even though obviously he's done with college, he played at both of those teams. And this should be a good matchup. Another team where, like, the team that's better is playing on the road and the team isn't, like, super significantly worse. Wake Forest might be not as good, but I, I think they're, like, at, you, you at least go into the season with hope and making a tournament with the team they have, I think. Uh, okay, let, look, let me pull up the roster. Let me pull up the roster. Their um, other two rosters are definitely better. Um, but they have, like, I mean... Now the ACC AAC, AAC rosters. Um, they have um Hunter Salas, who can really be a breakout player. Um, you still you, you have Kevin Miller, who's I'm not sh- convinced on, but also I haven't love seen him for like two years. Cam Hildreth. I'm like the biggest Cam Hildreth fan. I, I have him coming off the bench. I couldn't decide what to do with this because uh, okay, because you have to start Kevin Miller, which he's a point guard, right? Yeah, like yeah. he's he's a point guard. Like you have to start a point guard. I don't, I don't really want to bring Salas out the bench. Yeah, he he was hurt like basically all the whole year. So and they have yeah. oh you know what they do have Ituka as well. Yeah, he I have about him. kind of buried on the bench. He's, yeah, no. Um, he, he can score, but I don't know that what HC was the right level for him. Maybe Wake will be a little better than I thought. And it's a roster I don't know a ton about compared to the last two years. Yeah, but like they have uh, Kevin Miller, my my starting five, which I mean I I have no clue if this is actually going to be right. But I have uh, Kevin Miller, Hunter Salas, uh, Monsanto, Andrew Carr, and then Matthew Marsh, and Hildreth coming off the bench. But I think I think Hildreth will play starter minutes either way. If you, I mean, obviously, if he starts, yeah, play you starter know, minutes. it's the same problem with Wake. You know, you less Andrew Carr or Marsh. I just think of the interior defense from last year, and I'm already just having horror horror moments in my head of. 
them just getting completely destroyed down low. So if 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 Efton Reed gets eligible though, oh, he's, he's not he's not that good, but he can provide some interior defense. Exactly, that's all they need him to do. <laughs> they just need him to get the waiver pass, and then which I'm not that completely sure he's going to get one though. I'm not I'm not really sold that he's going to get a waiver. I don't know what the basis for getting waiver is mental I, health. I, <laughs> But I, I saw I saw a tweet the other day that like the NCAA like most second time waivers are getting denied. I think it, they were mostly for football, but like that kind of tells you how the story is going to be for basketball. So right, I don't have a ton of hope that he's going to get a waiver, but if if he does, he would definitely provide a big boost from what he can do, and it would it would it's it's a good filler of a space that they need to fill. Yeah, you know I think Wake's got a really a much stronger bench this year than years past that's the thing you know i'm I'm thinking of their bench right now yeah they got the guy from ucla Mm -hmm. obviously you got him i think i think ituka is actually going to translate i'm I'm a believer in him um there's not many mac players i like translating he had a really knack of scoring the ball but he's able he can score but like he's like He's like a smaller guard that can't really sure. shoot and can't really pass. His efficiency was all right. Now, yeah, obviously, I mean, I mean, he can. He's efficient. He just doesn't really shoot. Like he doesn't have true. range. That's true. He, 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 really... he can get buckets. He should transfer to like day ten. Yeah, that's true. Now Wake Forest is definitely a bit surprising when he went there, but again, like you said, those sit out freshmen do really well. So. Um, we'll see. I think off the bench, C we'll Forbes is also like the C Forbes is also like the transfer whisperer. So, <laughs> of course, yeah, we'll see. He he was like heard that last year, so like he didn't play that much. That's true, that's like, true. He only played a few games. But going back to our matchups, we have yeah, and Florida. We didn't talk about them, but we both love Florida. Yeah, we talked about them enough. We don't yeah. need to talk about yeah, them. Yeah, but Todd Todd Golden back to the two two point guard wing two big lineup. Really hope that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Todd Golden was in uh, Nebraska the other day for the College World Series. I unfortunately did not get did not bump ah. into him. I, I was I was fortunate enough to go to the games, but I was not fortunate enough to uh, bump into him while I was there. Your Don fandom. Yeah. I, I would have gone up to him, but he was in the suite, so I couldn't get up there. Like oh, course, I know like Bruce Pearl came and like Auburn was playing. He was just, like sitting in the back of like the fan section. But You went up to Todd I, Golden? Uh, no. I I, I would have I, w- I would have uh, got, got like a picture with him and maybe chatted up some uh some of my uh, fandom about the uh twenty twenty one twenty two Don's team. <laughs> But yeah, maybe give him some rotational advice. But yeah, uh, Clemson at Alabama. This would be good if it was football, but it's not. Um, it's it's fine. I mean, this is a game I probably won't be super intrigued to watch. But I'm, I don't love Clemson. I just they're just they're weird, be a, you know. Like they're they're always just like mid under Brad Brown. I'm like they're not bad. There's never that good. Last year was their year if they were gonna break through and. Uh, they choked against some bad teams, and that's yeah, why you, you make you the can't lose to Loyola Chicago, Louisville, Boston College, South Carolina. 
You just can't have and that happen if you more heads stay in the NIT. Yeah, well, it's just it just kind of confirmed all of the people that believed they thought there should have been a tournament. But yeah, Jay Billis ranting on the <laughs> I, I do love PJ Hall though. Yes. Oh, he I was, love he was really games. good at the G League Combine. The, the Hunter Tyson as well. Future yeah, well, I mean, he's Tyson. gone now. So, oh, is Hall back? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he was like he was like shooting the ball like significant amount at the G League Combine, which he did oh. not really shoot the ball last year. I no, mean, he he shot course. it, but like he wasn't like a shooter. Like he will have a big role this year and be their best player. Um, <laughs> definitely. Um, now I think the wild card here is not Joe Girard. It's Jack Clark. I think Jack Clark has all the potential in the world. I still do, but like, yeah, he's been somebody who's just been plagued by injuries since high school like he grew up like 15 minutes away from me and he had a brace on his leg back in high school so like he's had acl issues but no when he's healthy i like his game like he originally went to LaSalle, um mm-hmm. but um you know again he got hurt there and then you know when he did play for nc state i liked his minutes I mean, like he gave them he, he a was a starting of- caliber acc player for sure um you know like are we going to finally see a full healthy season from Jack Clark? Cause like that could be really beneficial to them. Was he ever hurt last year or so? Yeah. Second half of last year, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Did he miss games or I believe so towards the end of the season and the, um, what's it called conference tournament. And he, well, he didn't play in the tournament. Okay. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. He missed yeah. 11 games. So yeah. You know, okay. That's, that's I, not I... a lot for Jack Clark, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but and they also have um Heidenbreiter as well from Air Force. Yeah. Who, he, he's know. an he's an efficient shooter, efficient scorer. Exactly. Not, sh- not sure how he translates up a level. I don't know that he was like even that good of an athlete in the Mountain West. But what I what I don't get like here is that Joe Girard's probably going to be their point guard, and that no is- wait let me see. it's going to be it's going to be Chase Hunter. Oh yeah, oh, I love Chase Hunter. Good. Okay. That's good. And he plays defense too. So yeah. Ger- Gerard does not play defense. <laughs> Joe Gerard, like, look, he's a, he's a player that I've been very critical of in the past and that I've hated in the past. He had a pretty good year last year, though, for he, sure. He can get buckets. He can get look, buckets. The best way to use Joe Gerard is in an off ball role. I've been you saying you hide, hide him on defense and get buckets on offense. Right. Um, you don't want him making decisions for your team, you don't want him playing point guard. You want him a shooting guard off the ball, like Chase Hunter should be playing full point guard full time. Um, and then you can play Gerard off of him, and that could be nice, like uh, for sure. So they're they're an intriguing team, especially in the ACC this year. Like, I mean, again, they're going to be where they were this year. You know, like sixth to eighth place, you know, around there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech at Auburn. That this should be. Decent. I kind of listed the matchups in uh, descending order of games that were like really good and. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I see that. So yeah, um, but yeah, tough I think game for is, Tech. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Auburn probably has the advantage in this one. I kind of like what they're working with this year. Um, Virginia I like Tech. Auburn. That's fine. Auburn's, in my opinion, clearly the better team. No one should win with home court advantage. LSU at Syracuse. I think it is kind of like a sneaky underrated game. So it's a very good game. I actually like it a lot. I actually like the road team here. I think LSU can pull pull this off. Um, you know, especially with um, 
you know, the firepower they have in the backcourt. I mean, it's going to be a battle of backcourts here. Both backcourts can't really defend, but they can score the ball at will. So, like, it's going to be whoever's shooting better that night is probably going to win. Fun game. I actually want to go back and talk about uh, Virginia Tech a little bit. Okay. I think their team, I have covered a lot. Um, my sister just graduated from there, so I know a bit about Sean Padula coming back, who I have always been a big fan of. He's so good. Um, don't they have MJ Rice as well? Um, yeah, Rodney Rice. Is your Rodney Rice. I get them of. confused. Um, Rodney Rice, um, really intriguing player. Definitely is all the upside you really can ask for. Small sample size last year. He's going to he, have. A- was he hurt at all last year? Yes, uh, he was hurt. Uh, First half of the season. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Second half of the season, he was a lot better. Um, he's got so much potential on the offensive end. Um, really good shot creators, great size. Um, I think he can develop as a defender too. Virginia Tech's getting a lot younger. Um, especially um on the Primber. They bring back a, a kid was really good down low. I, I like yeah. him. I mean, I really I really like Virginia Tech one through three. I like Padula Couture Rice. I'm just not sure if I'm fully about into Robbie Barron and Lynn Kidd. Oh yeah, Robbie Barron, I don't like. Rob of Lynn Kidd, I like. He's very. I, I like him. Like I don't dislike him. I just. He's like, a good defender too. Like, yeah. I, their like, he's problem. Solid. He's solid. He's solid. Yeah, their problems come with a combination of the perimeter defense and then, well, Basili last year could not defend anybody. They did add Mikhail Long, who I think is a good defender. Oh. Oh, Makai Long from Old Dominion. Not bad, yes. not bad. And Rhode um, Island, like a long time ago, but yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, no, Virginia Tech will always be – and it's funny. I always put Virginia Tech and Wake Forest together. There's, they have so much in common every year. Young team, a lot of scoring, um, but they suffer with defense and rim protection. Um, yes. Two really good offensive coaches and Mike Young and Steve Forbes that, that have kind of disappointed. Well, Mike Young has some tournament experience and was solid in the tournament, but recently they've underachieved a little bit. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's kind of due to how, you know, the type of players they like. But I think Mike Young's, you know, he's put more defense on his roster this year. So we're going to see how it goes. They're an intriguing team, definitely, like always. You know, they could finish anywhere. Like, you know, they could be a bottom five team or they could be – a top six team. You just don't know. Like, yeah. like it, isn't well, isn't Tyler Nichols supposed to be a good defender? Where's he from again? Uh, North Carolina. Oh yeah, and they have John Camden. John Camden's a local kid. Um, he's right from Archbishop Carroll. Uh, six eight, six nine. I actually think it's a little tall, but he's like six six. He can shoot the ball. Um, they played him at the end of the season last year. Um, he was a you know he played against me in high school so he's got a really uh he's a good shooter so if they can develop him a little bit he got some minutes last year with uh some guys being out so is couture back um i have him on my sheet i don't think he would not be back he's got another uh, year <laughs> i don't is he even that old um okay he's he so old man. okay i guess he would be a fifth year coming up I think, I think he back. has a year though. Yeah. Yeah, like he he, he has a one year. I, mean, I love Hunter Couture. Like he's I put him in my depth chart, so I'm back. he's probably back. Okay. But yeah. Either way, that that's enough about Virginia Tech because we yeah. had them losing to Auburn. But LSU Syracuse, I I think I like LSU in that matchup as well. 
Moving on to Missouri at Pitt. I think that this is this is a good matchup. Good game. No, like, I actually am excited about this game, Loki. Yes. I like Pitt though. Pitt Pitt is a team I also like a lot this year. Like, um, I think they're deep. Um, I kind of like uh the upside of their front court, Fede Federico. Uh even like the 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 Diaz twins, like you can hate yeah. on them. And I and I did last year. I, I think they're good. I mean I they're good they potential. Upside, like and their rim protection, we saw it against Mississippi State last year. Like they have a lot of raw talent. They've probably been in the weight room all year. Um so you know, and they have a lot of good guards too. They have Ish Leggett, who's got some they're, up. They're stuff. kind of lacking a good point guard. That's which true. I don't know if Dior Johnson how he's going to be. You know, they like, have this four-star recruit Carrington. Jalen, his name is. Or, uh, yeah, they. Uh, he's a shooting guard according to my depth chart. Okay. But they have they have Jalen Lowe, who is a four-star point guard freshman. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel so like he will get minutes. They have a lot of good Dior insurance if he goes wrong, which is what's something I like. I, I want to see if he's actually, like, good. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm just interested to see, like, is he good or is he just he, was he, good? He's not a great shooter. That's the thing. He's a downhill player. Um, You know, he's really crafty, though. Like, yes. Um, He's very good downhill. So, um, yeah. if he's he a willing He just needs to get in the court. Hmm? He just needs to get on the court. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah so, I actually like Pitt in this matchup, and I, I like them this year as well. I think they're definitely underrated yeah. nationally. So. Um, yeah, I do I do think their transfer pickups were underrated, like Leggett and Zach Austin. Zach Austin. Zach Austin is an athlete. Mm-hmm. He yes, he's Hey, Jeff Capel, brick by brick. Yeah. So so who do you think is gonna win? Missouri or Pitt? Probably, I got probably Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, as a Mizzou fan, it hurts to say I just don't like us this year. Um, I mean, yeah. I think we're decent, but like, uh, SEC wise, no, like they're, they're not going to compete much in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, these last few we can just run through because they're not really that good matchups. Go Georgia at Florida State. I actually like this one. I actually do like this one. But these uh, teams aren't that good. Like they're just kind of there's an even matchup. It's not like that good teams. I actually am probably gonna pick Georgia there. Like I just don't trust yeah. Leonard Hamilton. I, I don't trust him anymore either. Um, the last two I'll, years are just like I trust Mike White stuff. more, and I, and that says a lot. Like Mike White has done a respectable job in his career, and you know you know what you're gonna yeah. get, from Mike White. Uh, Leonard Hamilton right now is just at the absolute bottom of the barrel. Um, has he just like given up? Yeah, I definitely because like him. three years ago he was like a top Elite. ten coach in the country. Oh, easily. I mean, I love Leonard Hamilton three yes, years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but now he's just, yeah, I just feel like he needs to retire. Um, I feel like he's yeah. a lot of interest in coaching. Their defense is just so bad. Like, that's where I think Georgia is actually going to have a lot of success is that they're just – Florida State's teams defensively. I remember I watched the Wake Forest game, Babu's first game, and, like, they just have zero interest in playing any defense. I don't see that changing this year at all. Like I think they're gonna have those same issues. So, yeah, yeah, I'd probably pick Georgia as well. NC State, Ole Miss. This is actually a decent game. Yeah. Um, it it depends on the waivers, honestly. Yeah, of but course. I think I any think progress. I, I think I like Ole Miss. I I haven't seen any waivers that have even been determined on like any of them. Okay. Like, so. I like Ole Miss here too. Yeah. Rock with the whole yeah. home team. Yes. Um. Yeah. But even if the waivers don't get approved, which the waivers that we're talking about are uh, Brandon Murray and Musa Cisse, 
They still got like Matthew Morell, who's good. Jamin Brakefield is good. good. Austin Nunez, who is super underrated. I love him. We both. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, obviously, Jamarian Sharp, who's he, he'll block shots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's really all I have to say about him. Um, NC State is a questionable front court too, so he's gonna really feast that game. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. I like Damon Stoudemire, as I mentioned, but as I also mentioned, he's not there yet. This will be another just, like, boring game. Should be a blowout. I, I don't see us being that close. Is it, who Mississippi State can't blow teams out, though. And then I'll, you know, <laughs> beat me to it, man. Like, maybe this year, maybe, maybe Mississippi State will achieve the blowout challenge and actually beat a team by more than 15 points, but... <laughs> We'll see if Andrew Taylor and how good he is. He's the big X factor to yes. the whole team for yes. me. Um, they at the same time, like play. at the same time, like how much is he gonna like? He's only one player. Like That's right, like he can't account for all the shooting. Yeah. You know, and they don't have any. Polo's gonna have a huge year though, for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Notre Dame and South Carolina. I'm. Hopefully, we'll not watch this game, but probably just picking South Carolina. Boston College at Vanderbilt. It's another game that I have zero interest in watching, but I am probably picking Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. I mean, I think but both of, both of those matchups, home team, is, home team is clearly better. And Boston but, College has just been so disappointing. Well, the portal season has just been so disappointing. Yeah. Earl Grant is a great coach, and I'll say this all the time. He's, I love him. In, 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 as an in-game guy, I love him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Dis- I don't. Great. I don't dislike him, but Charleston is significantly better under Pat Kelsey than they were under him. I mean, Pat Kelsey is elite. Yeah, I, I do love Pat Kelsey too. But you know, obviously, Earl Grant's a step down from Pat Kelsey, but he's still a good coach, and he's done a lot. Yeah. Like George, uh, what's it called? Boston College had their first um, uh, season at five hundred in the ACC in like nine years. So I mean, or. You know, they had a respectable year this year, but he, Earl Grant just struggles to recruit. And that's been his I mean, he's He got a good class last year. I mean, he got like. Uh, that's true. He did. Um, They're going to need to take a step up if Boston College wants to replicate last year for sure. Yeah. Uh, and Quentin Post is, I think, an NBA player right now. I, I, I love Quentin Post. He is so skilled yeah I, I do like him i'm not sold that he's an nba player but i i, I like i i think he's really good hey, stretch four stretch five finish with both hands defensively he needs to improve a little bit but um you know that's what the game looks for now i just you know yeah. i think they needed to improve their backcourt a little more um Jaden zachary i like but he's not a great three-point shooter he operates in the mid-range um he's a good downhill guy they got the guy from Charleston Southern who Adele Harris Jr. You no, know, he's not bad. I watched a little bit of him, but he's not efficient either. And he's from the big south, you know, like you don't want him out there starting and like Which post. he might. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably going to. So you know who um they're gonna get Donald Hand back. Yes, yes, um, yes. They're gonna get Prince of League Bay, I love. Prince of League, I think yes. Prince of League Bay's got a real good future, and maybe they won't have to start Claudel Harris if uh, League Bay impresses in practice. I have both starting. Oh, okay. I mean, you could use Zachary starting too. Yeah, I have a uh, Zachary Harris, League Bay, McLaughlin, and Post. 
Yeah, you could start all. Yeah, you could start all three of them. Either way, they're not going to be that good because there's 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 just a, there's a limit on ceiling that you can do at Boston College. Yeah, it's hard to recruit there. You know, if they could have really gotten an explosive guard to pair next to Quentin Post, like they could be really good, but they just can't land that kind of guy. You know. Yeah. Well, we are both thinking Vanderbilt in that matchup, but. Now let let's talk about drafts. So so where do you want to start? I know you're a little bit more of an NBA guy than me. Yeah. So so, um, so what do we want to talk about in this draft? So you know, we'll let's just talk about the mid major guys, I guess first. Um, you know, I think the mid major world is just so just growing so much on the NBA mm. scale. Guys, they're you know, teams actually have to research mid-major guys now. Like, you yeah. know, they have to have them on their radar, especially undrafted now um, with how they've been in the Miami Heat and how good they were this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as far as the mid-majors go, uh, I love Brandon Pajimski at at, at um, Golden State. Um, you know, obviously with all the Jordan Poole stuff going around, that's all you hear about. All the fans are fed up with the front office over there the Chris Paul situation. So, um, but I think Pajimski, the thing is with Steve Kerr is he doesn't like playing a lot of his young guards off the bench. He's very selective with who he plays. So I don't know how much time he's going to get, but um, I love the fit once he does play. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that. Ben Shepard, love him at Indiana. Uh, you know, the Pacers had such an underrated draft. They bought an Isaiah Wong. They got Ben Shepard. Um, they got a lot of good players. Get, they got Jarace Walker, um, another great four, um, someone who they really need, especially defensively. They they had a lot of weaknesses, so they got a lot of good fits over there, and um, you know, they had a really underrated draft. Um, and then Maxwell Lewis to the Lakers, absolutely love that fit. Like They definitely need some more 3 and D wings, and what does he bring? Uh, elite three and D skills at six eight six nine, um, and then they have Jalen Hood Shafino as well from Indiana, who's going to be pretty good for them too. So, um, yeah, no, as far as draft goes, I mean, yeah, obviously there's the 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 picks everyone's talking about with Victor and Scoot and all that, but um, so 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 we need, we need to talk about Cam Whitmore signed oh, to twenty about that. I um, mean. So with Cam, I think it's a mix of two things. Um, there is were some medical issues apparently that were coming up on his physical, so that is part of the reason he dropped. But you know, apparently, and I've always felt this way about Whitmore. You know, seeing him last year as a Villanova fan, um, you know, he was bad in his interviews. Obviously, I don't put much into that, but like you know, and I've been bringing this up. With the Ben Simmons and the Zion Williamson's, Williamson sagas, you know, being at the forefront of any team in the NBA and you're seeing the stuff play out with guys that just don't care about basketball. Um, you know, when yeah, I, mean, drafts, I mean, I don't think Whitmore is definitely going to have some, I don't think he's going to have any big like off the court controversies, but like, I kind of get what you're saying <clears> because like, I'm not sure that I saw him like hustle a ton last year. Like, I mean, he yeah, he's maybe NBA ready. He's has potential, but I mean, and you also have to think about the fit. 
and the fit is on an AAU team in Houston. Um, you know, they have all the talent in the world, but it's just like a log jam to me. Like they have so many talented guys and ball dominant guys fighting for shots. Like teams like that just don't work, man. I've seen it over and over again. I love Ime Udoka to death. Like he's one of my favorite coaches in the entire NBA, but like, man, he's going to put himself through a living hell this <laughs> that roster i feel very bad for him um that he has to go through that but he wanted to go through it so um you know he put himself there but you know whitmore's got to show more effort on the defensive end or he's just not going to play with the team uh, or he's not going to get consistent minutes throughout the season or he's going to lose minutes he's going to get minutes to start um of course um I, I think he'll start but um you know as far as maintaining those minutes and not getting minutes taken away like He's going to have to work other elements of his game. So, yeah. Um, and another player that has even like worse of the same issues is Gigi Jackson, who I am in Memphis. Oh, dude, that, 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 that will, that yeah, will, that will, that will be, that will be something. Yeah, but something for sure. I, I don't know. Like, he, he, someone had to take a swing on him because of his talent. Like, He's talented, like, but he's just like so like not ready. Like he's like doesn't really care. And all the reports that are coming up for the draft was why he uh he fell. You know, he was having these vaping issues off the court. I I, I don't know. I mean I mean also you look at his like on off splits at South Carolina, he was not a winning player. No. Not in any sense did he benefit South Carolina on the court this year. Um you don't even need to talk about the defensive end. I love, look, I am a Gigi Jackson fan. I think he can work. He, he has that. He has, he has some stuff in him that. But here's the I, thing. The wrong team took a swing on him. Why is Memphis taking a swing on him? Like they're the last team I feel like that needs him with all the drama and flaunting of the chest they got going on over there with Dylan Brooks and, why he's not coming back, thank goodness. But Jaws is a mental mess. Um, it's just things like that. Like, you just don't need another ego on that roster, and they don't really need like a ball, not another ball down dominant guy. Like, it should have been a rebuilding team or like a team that's like not good that should have swung on him, like not Memphis. Like, I just yeah, don't. Who knows if he actually will like end up playing for Memphis, though? Like, or nah, if he's, he's probably not even gonna see the floor really. So yeah, what do we think about Imani Bates? I actually like Imani Bates. You know, like I've been back and forth on him. Like, and it's funny. I don't really base everything off of interviews, but he seems to have humbled himself through this draft process. And you know, I, there was some interview, and he was like signing some little kid autograph or something. He's just like, I'm just happy if I get picked. Like, you know, I'm gonna carve out my own role. And I love him in Cleveland. Love him in Cleveland. Now he, that he. he he needs to get better on defense. So. Of course, right? He, that is a big issue. But he he's on defend. a team in Cleveland that has a lot of good perimeter defenders. So, And he's in uh, on a team that is – their culture is defense. Um, Cleveland is built on defense. But something Cleveland also needed is bench scoring or scoring period. They In that he, Knicks he series – He can get buckets. He can still get buckets. In that Knicks series, they could not score outside of Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell's getting like triple teamed. Garland is going two for 17. You know, he was shooting terribly. So 
Um, they definitely need more scoring, and that's exactly why they went after him. Um, they need a scoring punch off that bench besides Jetty Osman, who's who's good. He, he's actually been pretty good, but um, yeah. I think he's a great fit there, um, and I, I'm rooting for him for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else? I it was really nice that Keontae got Keontae Johnson uh, got drafted. Oh, of course, and such a good great story to see Marquis Noel as well with Toronto. Yes. Obviously didn't get drafted, but signed a contract nonetheless. At that point, being picked, I think uh, it was a non two way too. It was an exhibit ten, so it's an actual deal. I don't know, but at that point, like uh, signing like a two way and being the fiftieth pick of draft are the same thing. Like honestly, pretty much, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're, um, you're gonna see the G League either way. Yeah. Anything else? TJD that 50, 57 to Warriors. That that was a steal. Yeah, you know. Oh, especially the Warriors system. He's a perfect mm. fit, right? I, I don't mean, think he, he would have worked everywhere, though. Like, there's certain teams where I wouldn't want yeah. him. Um, Golden State is one of them, though, where he's going to just thrive there if he gets minutes. But again, yeah. with Steve Kerr and his playing time has always been a thing. Like, like he, he signed, really like, a national contract. So, like... That's good. No, that's good he, for sure. He, he will... I, th- I think he'll get minutes. Because he's old, like... He can score the ball like he can't really shoot. Which, if he shot, if he could shoot, he'd be really good. But he right. can pass. He can really. He can. Well, you know, you got to think of all the Warriors game. cutting they do, right? And you mm-hmm. get a great passing big like Trace Jackson Davis. Like, think of it yeah. like this: Trace Jackson Davis comes up to set a screen, and then he posts up. You feed him in the post, and then you have the wing just cut back door and trace just finds them cutting right to the basket for a lap. And you, you know how many times he's done that at Indiana. Like, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, they might not run the offense through him here, which is one of my concerns, but, um, you know, at least in golden state, he's going to get the ball and, you know, they're going to try and, uh, get the ball inside to get their shooters open so he can kick out. So, um, it's kind of good for him because he'll, get touches and they'll be able to play off him like in other teams he wouldn't have those opportunities so with the offense yeah 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 yeah, he's a very different player from draymond but there are some parts of the game that are similar for sure they're they're both very good defenders i mean the the passing is there i mean neither of them can really shoot draymond can shoot a little but not not really but i mean that's a good comparison yeah i mean i mean i think they're different i mean Kind of, kind bit. of, almost like a mix of Draymond and Kevon Looney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't watch NBA enough to be making these comparisons, no. but it's not a bad yeah. one. No, you do good. Yeah, no. Like, I, I think, I think they're definitely. You can definitely see the vision a little bit there. For sure. Um, but okay, let's talk about this. So the Seventy Sixers, your Seventy Sixers, they obviously did not have any picks in the draft, as we discussed in our last episode, but they made three. Uh, two-way signings and they made three really good two-way signings wasn't it if i remember correctly it was ricky council uh terquavian and Tubelis. yep uh, those are three yeah no really good grabs it's funny you want to go over some of the two-way guys be happy charlie brown jr from st joe's <laughs> i was like oh my gosh he was, <laughs> he was an adventure he could play defense but he could not do anything <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball um and then we had Julian Champagny, who um who's now with the Spurs and is gonna get minutes with them, he was a really good two way guy that we had. Um, two ways are usually very hit or miss. You know, we had Miles Powell for a little bit. I don't think he's still with the team. 
Uh, you know, he didn't really amount to, I'm rooting for him, but, um, you know, I don't think he's going to amount to much. Um, but no, like this year, you got guys that were in the first round four to five months ago that Ricky Council was in the first round and Turquavion was in the first round. Like I remember Tur- uh, they had Ricky Council like top 20 for a while, which I didn't really understand, but, but it was because of his athleticism and his dunking package. But, you know, once you, actually like watch their games and you know look at look at some of the numbers you see why they fell they're not really efficient guys um ricky council posted like this thing at the arcade the other day (laughs) him like purposely missing a shot there and he's like this is what scouts seeing me (laughs) who's the funniest thing but i mean it's right and then turquavion has the same issues but again elite shot he was not efficient no Um, he he can he's still good like yeah he's, he's um, worth it as a two-way of course you, you gotta you know take risks as two ways and buy low on guys as well so i think they did that and to bellis you know even um, like he, he's super skilled like right. i mean maybe he's not nba like athleticism but right i mean he still averaged like 20 and 10 high major like we lack good backup big, so I mean, you know, if he carves out a role for himself, he might get a couple minutes, especially if Doc Rivers not here anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't play young guys. <laughs> um, let's see, anyone you really like next year, like his prospects? Um, you know, I haven't really looked into it much. Um, obviously, everyone talks about Cooper Flag. Those guys um, are, you know, they're like. They're twenty twenty five, so they'll be right. That's that'll right. Be like three that class years. is actually supposed to be three, three years off. But yeah, that class, like um, in the boozers. Oh uh, yeah, boozer looks really good. Um, so next year, um, so like guys that'll be drafted next year. Yeah, I gotta start thinking like you know if we went through college rosters, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know I like him for next year in the draft. But you know, um, you know, Klingon's been getting a lot of buzz. Who? Klingon. Clinigan, oh yeah, I, I think he'll be pretty good. I don't think he'll be an amazing NBA player, but I think he'll be a good role player for uh, whoever yeah, gets. People him. like him as like a top ten pick next year. Oh, and I can see why. Like rim protection, um, mobility. He's got stretch five ability too, even yes. though he's not too efficient, but it's fine. I mean, it, it can be work, developed. We can work on that, right? Like, yes. um, so obviously there's guys like Clinigan. Um, I think Justin Moore could probably play himself into the second round. I'm not a big Justin Moore fan. I I just remember Justin Moore because we talked about it the other day. Um, so you know I don't think he'd be on draft boards now even next year because I'm just I'm not a huge fan. I don't think he's put together one really good college season yet as a player. Um, you know, I've been waiting for him to break out for years and, you know, it just really hasn't happened injuries and just other things. He's played behind a lot of good guards too. Um, so, but no, if he, you know, he will actually have a good role on this team and if he plays well enough, like he could definitely get on boards and there's been a lot of guys that have returned this year period to bet on themselves and to improve the draft stock. So we're going to see a lot of guys, um, you know, who, probably should have been on boards this year be like first round picks next year um yeah. you see a lot of that for sure so yeah um i honestly like burton more oh yeah oh of course um, i was gonna add villanova's old guys uh i mean tyler burton i think was should have been an nba player the last two years like um i think he's nba ready 
I do. I think he could be a first-round pick this year if he plays well enough, for sure. Um, especially with uh, the class this year. And uh, they wanted him to improve his three-point shooting. That's the main thing. Um, he was like, I think, 32, 33%. But he's very yeah. capable of knocking. He, he can shoot her. He's just not amazing. Um, now, he's elite from the mid-range. Mid-range, he's terrific. Um, and he's great downhill. But and he has, an, he has an NBA body, I think. Oh, and that's the thing. Like he's not even a hundred percent built into that body. Like he can put on even more strength, get even stronger. He's already got the frame. You know, he's got the NBA body, like you said, which can't be taught. Um, yes. So I think he could definitely be like a first rounder. So yeah, uh, Trey Alexander is a guy that is probably going to be a big yeah. riser. Obviously, the Duke guys. Uh, Proctor, Filipowski, Mitchell will be high picks. Um, Kylan Boswell, I know people like him. Oh, yeah. Including me. Um, That's great. Let's see. Just scrolling through some rosters here. Um, Jerome uh, Brazil. I oh, like yeah. him. He probably would be in the NBA right now if he First didn't only play like 10 games this year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean... There's still a year till in the draft, so we don't have to go super in depth. If but... I had rosters in front of me, I could give you a ton of players, but yeah, you know, I don't think we need to go in depth. Yeah, we can do that at like next year. But um, do you have any other draft thoughts or is that no? It? You know, I think uh, no, it was a really fun draft. Uh, it always is. It's my favorite thing the NBA does. Um, you know, I get to see college players that I followed for years finally get their chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys like oh Jalen Pickett at thirty one, which I that thought was crazy. I think it's a reach. I definitely think it's a reach. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you know what? Good for him, man. At Would the same that- time, though, like, who did anyone think Jalen Pickett would be an All American this year, or even like close? No. Did anyone mm-hmm. think he would play a power five? Like he's been down mm-hmm. his whole career. Like, like he can't even he he can't even like dr- blow past like anyone. Like no, exactly. He can't he, even he jump just... like two feet, man. <laughs> now he, I think Seth Lon- Seth Lundy is gonna be awesome, man. Like I'm a huge Seth guy. I've been for for years. Um, him with the Hawks, he's gonna get some minutes too. So he's, he's yeah, got a yeah. good fit there. So. There um, you ha- have you watched any U nineteen? Yeah, I haven't gotten into that. Um, yeah, I watched ran through some of the players a little bit. I mean, it's kind of tough because it's on in the morning because it's in yeah. and it's in Hungary, so like can't really watch a ton of it right. uh, unless it's replays. Um, I know Spain has been doing good, but I don't think Baba Miller has really been like doing that much. Interesting. Um, who Spain's usually got a lot of proven overseas players, so it's not like yeah, yeah, they, they get, they get, he yeah. gets minutes, you know. Like, yeah, there was one guy from France that was like projected to be a high draft pick, and like he didn't like really stand out to me watching him. Mm-hmm. I think they have like a few guys that like weren't actually as good as they. Right, right. Would appear to be. Uh, it's like the competition. Good. I mean, FIBA's great. Like, yeah, it's good. Um. I need well, to watch more of yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I was watching USA versus China the other day, and uh, San Francisco has a guy that played for China, but he got hurt, so that's not ideal. But he he was looking really good. He seriously uh, hurt? I don't know. He just like I don't I don't know if anything's 
uh, come uh, out about it, but uh, he uh, left the game and didn't come back. So nah. I hope he's not serious there because I think he was really good. Uh, Junji Wong, he's, I think he's pretty good. Um, no, I don't see any updates. I mean, they play tomorrow, so I guess I'll see if he's playing or if it was just like a twist and ankle. Twist and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Hoover USA has been good. Tobey Awaka, Tobey Awaka has been really good. He's, He's been really, good. I like really uh, been really dominant in the paint. Mark Armstrong has had some good games. Um, obviously Kyle Boswell, I think, has been good. Uh, Trey Johnson, who's a twenty twenty four kid, he's been really good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about uh, in other countries, Canada. Canada's been a little disappointing overall as a team. Michael Nwoko, Michael Nwoko is going to Miami. He's really good. Um, Xavier Lee, uh, Princeton's point guard. He, I think he is going to be really good this season. Uh, Tarleton State has a guy and Boo Boo Benjamin that has really impressed me. Um, Elijah Fisher, the one game that I watched, he did, was like not that good in my opinion. But then like I haven't been able to catch the last two games. He's been. He's put up significantly better stats, so that's a better sign. Than... He's at DePaul, right? Yes, he is at DePaul. And I actually really like to pick up, and I watched him, and like, no, oh, he's not that good. But now he's playing good when I'm not watching him, so yeah, I will watch the replays. Yeah, you know, got to catch the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Canada has Jordan Dumont, too, who I'm not sure why Villanova. I mean, he he's, like, decent. He just doesn't have that high major like athleticism necessarily. Yeah, he's like, like isn't he like really chunky? Um, I mean, not not really. I mean, he he has good size. He can he's a decent shot creator, decent shooter. I'm he just doesn't have that like high major. Uh, yeah, no, I got like, that same like thing. When I saw like pictures of his build. I'm like, I mean, he's a high major build. He he's skilled for his size. Oh, like he can handle the ball a little bit. He can he can shoot. He can catch and shoot. He can create shots. But I just he, I, he'll be a work in progress. But yeah. I think he will be good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other guys from Canada I want to talk about. Like their whole roster is like D1 guys. So, huh. um, no, I think that was that was all that really stood out to me. Um. Trying to think if there's any other teams that I even watch. Oh yeah, Jan Vide. I kind of talked about him earlier. He was good. Um, they almost beat USA, but then then they choked. Um, but yeah, he's good. UCLA is getting a good one. But you know, I th- I think that's about all we have to say. Anything else you want to throw in? That's it. Hey, it's twelve thirty here. So yeah, it is. It is a little late. This is obviously you weren't around, but me and dad, me and Dan did some late podcasts back in the like the spring. Oh, so, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're not, uh, we're hoping to, uh, not, not do that again now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw my caffeine on me. Yeah. So I'm a little <laughs> iffy right now. So yeah. yeah. When do you think of some new content? Because like, is is it preview season yet? Because it seems kind of early, but then at some point, like for upcoming episodes, like you know, yeah, like it's, no. it's, it's we it's gonna we're, we're going to start conference previews at some point, but I I don't know if now is too early. We yeah. we will figure it out. We, we got to get fig- a calendar together or something. Yeah, our be- our schedules never line up though. 
True. Working with that for the past week. But yeah, anyway, we will see you. We will have something to talk about next week. And we will see you next week with another episode. But if you like this episode, make sure to rate it good uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. And give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, at Media. Uh, give Kyle a follow at Mid Major Basketball on Instagram. And yeah, I, one thing I forgot to mention is I've been uh, putting together some college basketball immaculate grids. So if yes, if sir. you've gotten all the way listening to this, and so you can check out the Twitter. Um, Best game really, on the internet, man. It's a really uh, fun puzzle. Um, I'm not a big MLB fan like Kyle is, so I'm not that good at the MLB immaculate grids. But for real college basketball fans. I've been cooking up so good. I've been cooking up some like nearly impossible ones. That, like I'm just not I, good I, at them. I'm not even that good at the MLB ones. If I'm yeah. being honest, like some of them that I make are not getting posted on Twitter because no one will get some. Like I, I, I don't want to lose all of the viewership because I make them too hard. But no, I, I've definitely, I, I've made like twenty in the past few days. I've just been, I've just been having fun with it. But you have a template yeah. like on on your computer or something. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm just, uh, just rotating, copying, and. Yeah, pacing, making some new teams. I made it. I made a new one while I was waiting for you to get in the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So we will be back with another ep- with another episode next week.